Hey everybody, it's Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway. It's actually Snurdy Thursday. Now, if you're a fan and been following Dirty Thursday, Snurdy Thursday means we be talking snowmobile racing. We've got the members of the Carver Performance Race Team in here today. I'm um, looking forward to this. Not only is River City Speedway one of our big sponsors, but uh, also Northwest Tire is too. You know, for uh, tires, work on your vehicle and more, uh, visit Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive. North Dakota's largest tire dealer, family-owned for over 40 years, from big to small. Northwest Tire, they do it all. You can find all the big-name brands, too. Toyo, Nakian, Bridgestone, Firestone, and more. Call them up, 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment. They're on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks, Northwest Tire, helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive. And that way, if you go in there today, you can look and see if Chad is there because he claims he's doing service calls today uh, and he's not having uh, another thing done to him um, procedure. But um, anyway, uh, go check it out, Northwest Tire. Um, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to call or text. You can see on the, the, the screen there, guys, already people uh, texting. Um, our number is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863, and let's do it uh, before we get going. It is time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Um, today is National Women's Day. Did you know that? Today is National Women's Day. Uh, it should have been yesterday, but they weren't ready. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good one. <laughs> And uh, that was for you, Jackie, especially. No, I knew the moms would be in here today, so I had to break that one out. Um, I do want to mention something quick. Uh, it's going on this Saturday, and I'm trying my damnedest to be able to get to this. I don't know if it's going to work. Uh, Evans Scrap and Steel and Kynes Family Farms present Saturday, Northern Minnesota's 2023 Baja Invitational, uh, right up by Goodrich, Minnesota. Uh, you might not be familiar with Goodrich. It's east of Thief River Falls. Uh, the classes are going to have four of them, a four-cycle, four-wheel drive, uh, or front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, six- and eight-cylinder, four-wheel drive, and outlaw class. 12 and under is free, 13 and over, 10 bucks, beer and concessions. Call Kiefer, 218-416-2866, or DJ at 218-686-9711 to find out more. If you're wondering what the Baja is, it's basically uh, streetcars uh, that they just get ready to go run the piss out of and uh, go race around a farm field somewhere and, and with, um, you know, corners and little jumps and things. Uh, but it should be a great time. Uh, again, I'm going to try to get there uh, if we can. All right. First off, we're going to go to my right. Uh, a guy I have known for a long time. Uh, Mike Carver, how are you, man? Pretty good. Yourself? Good. You know, we had you on the show last year. It was a Zoom deal. Um, I hadn't seen you in a long time, but uh, boy, I think I've known you since... Uh, had to have been the late 70s, early 80s, possibly. Well, Mid-80s, um, started working at RV Sports up in Thief River. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then uh, now you're in Faustin. Yes. Uh, you were in St. Hilaire for the longest time. Yep. Ran my business there and moved it to Faustin. Okay. So tell us about the history of Mike Carver and Carver Performance. Uh, again, like I said, you've been, you've been doing this for a long time. But let, let's start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Always been into snowmobiles. Growing up on a farm, dad had snowmobiles, rode them, got my own. Um, went to tech school, and right away I got into a um, old Yamaha shop in Red Lake Falls. I don't oh, know if you sure. Remember, old Thieberts Sports yeah. Center. Oh, yeah. Was racing. I actually did a first my first race. I was a senior in high school. So that got me going, and uh, got to 
at the time was a dream job to go mm-hmm. to work at a dealership, the Yamaha dealership, what I raced. Raced out of there, uh, moved up to RV Sports. Every place I went, raced, uh, worked on snowmobiles, uh, went to Black Magic Motorsports for mm-hmm. a while. Um, same racing there. Of course, they were heavily into racing. Then um, actually got a call from a uh, old time Arty Cat guy. He, uh, unfortunately, he passed away in the last year or so. Don Eide. Oh, sure, Don. Yeah. Yep, from Arty Cat, called mm-hmm. me up one day. <clears throat> Said, would you like to come to work at Articat? So um, went to engineering, worked there for a few years. Uh, still raced while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, then this was a um, early '90s when they started putting Fox shocks on the Articat snowmobiles. Yep, yep. So because of racing necessity to learn how to work on them, and I liked it, uh, end up leaving Articat, going on my own, and got tied up with uh, Fox shocks mm-hmm. directly doing race support, and that just, it took off from there. Um, was familiar with the product, worked with racers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox sent me to all the races to work on racer stuff, so um, just sheer volume and working with different guys on setup and learning, and um, people got to know me and asked me about doing shocks, and just has taken off from there. Now, this whole time, not only are you working on competitor shocks, but you were also racing at the same time? Uh when I had my own business and was doing the race support for Fox, then I wasn't racing okay. at that time. I, just, okay. I didn't have time and with the mm-hmm. business. So that's about the time I stopped racing, but was still very heavily involved yeah. with it. it, it it's kind of like um, the situation I'm in. Uh, went from racing and thought about getting back into it again, and then all of a sudden started announcing, and you start thinking, wow, you know, I still got, got it made here. Uh, I get to hang out with all these phenomenal people around the racing world. I get to watch racing, I get to talk about it, I get to live it, and I don't have to spend the money to do it, but you still get to, to have all of the, the perks uh, with being out at, at these these races and, and not have to worry about racing. It, it's yep. kind of nice. Yep, you do get the perks, uh, meeting all the guys, um, you know, basically traveling for your business, uh, of course, following the National Snowcross, so that's mm-hmm. all over the U.S. Yeah. and the Canada and that. Um, but just for me personally... I think I'll always have that itch there to get on the sled. And, well, it's never going to go, go away racing, for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was? Can I ask? What was the very first sled you raced? The very first sled I raced in an event would be Yamaha SS four forty. An SS four forty. Yep. Oh boy. Fan cool leaf yeah. spring. Yeah, yep. yeah. Boy, I, I had a a GPX four thirty three yep. as a kid. Um, boy, I can remember though the uh, the Exciters and the SRXs. Gosh, they were fun sleds to ride, and the SS man, good stuff. Yeah, so actually, I said growing up, um, my dad had snowmobiles, so the first one I really, they had older ones, but he bought a uh, old Yamaha uh, 440 Exciter. Oh, yeah. Red, or white with red stripes. Mm-hmm, it was a mm-hmm. 78 model, and those things went. Yeah. And then that was, you know, loved that. And then the next model was that SS, which I got old enough for. I purchased it myself and then went racing with it. You know, back in the day, uh, it was fun because they used to hang around with Dwayne Wisco. I think you might, might remember mm-hmm. Dewey, yep. but um, yep. he was a Yamaha guy. Yep. And so I always got to get my little fix uh, on his exciters, SRX. Dewey Peterson had an SRX, too, back in the day. So I always got to drive those. But, um, oh, man, they are fun. Uh, we are going to get back to Mike, but we've got a couple other guests in here right now. I want to talk to you the first time. Uh, well, no, not the first time I've seen you, him. But um, uh, how you doing, k Dog? Oh, 
pretty good. My body's a little sore from the football season, but other than that. But, uh, you know, and, and it's funny because uh, we call you K-Dog. Keegan is his real name, Keegan Hauser. But um, your dad, your mom and dad are in here, and your dad was saying, hey, you remember the first time he was in here? He could barely reach over that table. Uh, you also sounded like a little girl <laughs> back at that time. And now, um, how much do you weigh? How big are you, dude? Uh, hmm. Probably don't sound good, but I'm 200 pounds. 205, yeah. I think, is when I weighed on Tuesday. Okay, and and how tall are you? Five nine. Five nine. And what position do you play? Right guard and nose tackle. Right guard and nose tackle. And uh, you know what? Uh, you guys are doing okay this year. Yeah. Plays for Grand Fork Central, by the way. <laughs> it's been probably, it's been a really up and down season. Like we've had our really high highs, but we've had our low lows. But. The way I look at it is that we're the best 4-4 four and four team in the EDC. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I think you guys jumped ahead of <clears throat> Red River, didn't you? No. In the points? Oh, I thought you did. I don't know. I don't know the points situation, okay. but um, we do have tiebreaker over them, I guess. Okay. Yeah, well, but, yeah, you kicked the crap out of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? Um, what award did you, you got an award last week? I've gotten it three times now. Uh, it's Hog of the Week. It's basically just like... Offensive lineman of the week. Okay. So that's all right. Yeah. You guys are like the good. unsung heroes. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. We first to blame when it goes wrong and last to get credit when it goes right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. Now, another thing, you usually don't see football linemen racing snowmobiles. No, not really. No. And uh, how did you get your start in racing? Uh, uh, I think it was a trip to my dentist, I think is what I'm told. Okay expand on that a little bit um, i went in to get like a regular checkup when i was like five or six yeah mm-hmm. and um my old dentist he retired now but um he ran this the youth the youth section of the snowdio okay for the 120s and stuff oh sure and he knew my grandpa because he's neighbors with him and i think they just invited us to come is it oh yeah there's a sign up on the wall okay so yeah just some Saturday morning is the way I remember it. I woke up, watched, watched my SpongeBob, went to the <laughs> to the snowdio, and I raced 120s for the first time. Yeah, so uh, that's how I remember it. They probably got a couple more details, but did you go to SpongeBob the musical that just played here downtown? I did not. Okay. <laughs> now, were you hooked right away? Because oh, I yeah. mean, you used to do go karts and things like that too. Yep. And and you're one of those guys. Um, I mean, I'm I have followed you growing up. You have pretty much tried everything, I think, under the sun, from keyboards to drums to dancing to singing to racing go-karts to racing snowmobiles to playing football. I think you've pretty much done it all, but um, were you hooked on, on the snowmobiles right off the bat? Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that's gotten me from the start. I don't know what it is, but it just keeps me coming back for more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Big game tonight, Devil's Lake. That right? was like, yep, 6 o'clock at Cushman Field. All right, go get him, man. Come, yeah. and, and we got more to talk to you about, too. Um, all right, now here we go. This is a first-timer in here. Uh, welcome, everybody. Brady Wadina. How are you, man? Pretty good. Good, good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? What grade are you in? I am 15. I'm in 10th grade. Okay. Sophomore at DGF High School in Dilworth. In okay. Glendon, Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. Yep. yep. And then started racing the big sleds, 13 years old. Started racing 120s when I was four, so that had me hooked when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. My dad was always a racer, so always following his footsteps and riding sleds, watching him ride sleds. So, 
Now, have you always been cross country? Have you tried anything else? Because, you know, back in the day when I was your age, we started racing ice ovals uh, back then. But you don't see a lot of that anymore. But um, have you always been a cross country guy? And have you always just raced snowmobiles? My dad was always a cross country guy. I, I mm-hmm. think he tried snow cross when he was younger. But when I was 120s, they ran some snow cross races. I I used that used to be my favorite, so I thought I was always going to be going that. Mm-hmm. But then once we started getting into that cross country stuff, that was my first race when I was thirteen. That's when I really got hooked, and like, wow, that was really fun. Right mm-hmm. on the first lake race in Okaboji, Iowa, and that that was my favorite thing. Yeah. Like, and and you know the thing is is uh, let's face it, the snowcross guys get all the glory. I mean, they do. You know, they, they race in the dang stadium or on a racetrack. Everybody can see and everybody can watch and every, all the fans. You can, you can wear your, your foofy, foofy Articat gear and, you know, and then go back inside. It's the cross country fans and racers. Those, those are the diehards. I mean, I, I can tell you stories. All we got to do is say Kurt and Muzzy from the I 500, uh, pounding on somebody's door with their helmet because they ran out of gas, you know, um, um, finding a ditch crossing to park next to to watch, but it's a whole different deal when it comes to the cross country. Now, are you in any other? Do you play any other sports? What do you do in the summer? Um, I'm a football. I play football, baseball. Okay. I was in basketball, but now with the snowmobile racing, mm-hmm. we're. But yeah, That's okay. during the summer, yeah, <laughs> during the summer we're in baseball, and fall we're in football. Okay, it keeps me busy. Okay. Wow, it's awesome to meet you guys. Uh, I've heard a lot about you. Now, how did you, Mike, get tied in with these two youngins here? I'll start with Keegan. Um, I got two, three years ago, two at Pine Lake. I was racing, and they do several classes at a time. So in my vet class, and they let out junior riders at the same time. And it's all time. We're like, whatever. 20 seconds apart, they leave us, mm-hmm. and we leave. And the sled caught me, and then I didn't know who it was. I didn't recognize the number. He caught it up to me and then got by me, and I followed him for a while. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with him, and I, I like to think I'm a decent ice racer. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he disappeared, and I got in and got back to the trailer, and I was telling Stephanie. Um, Stephanie's like our team manager, mm-hmm. and... Um, I said, Jeepers, that, uh, you know, this 825, I saw him. I don't know who he is, but he sure goes. I don't know if they were parked not too close. That's, I kind of looked him up then, and kind of the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, <laughs> and we ran together a couple times. And I should back up, that sled he was racing was a um, junior, a limited sled. Oh. So they're like half throttle yeah. and down on power. But he went through the corner so good, and, you know, they're a, pretty similar top end but he he's going faster even on a limited sled yeah and i'm guessing at that time uh he didn't have the shock knowledge or any of that kind of stuff that he probably does now not that i was aware of um i think pretty basic we've helped him out quite a bit and i know that's that's made a difference for him but no no they were um just i guess their basic setup they went from articad and their mechanic Corey. and sure um now you mentioned stephanie uh, i've heard her name a million times um it's uh, and i'm hoping she's watching because uh from what i've heard through the grapevine she is pretty much the glue in this whole deal uh, <laughs> something like that glue um coordinator um 
I can tell you she'll be watching, and she won't be impressed that we all have different shirts on. Oh, oh, sure, you know, sure, so, yeah, because yeah. Mike got at least you got the hats on. Mike got left in charge of that, and you see where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she works on sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, coordinating if there's um, stuff we need done down the road at yep. the, at the events. Cook. She lines up all the food for the weekend and wow. cooks for everybody in the trailer. So, yeah. And these are all the things people don't think about either when you go on the road. No. Um, feeding a crew is it's quite the task. Sure really, it is. For, Especially um, when you're 5'9 and over 200 pounds, you play football. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. We may have to uh, work on a little <laughs> diet there or something. Yeah. yeah, that's in the works. You have to get a, you have to get a sponsorship trade out for food. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> now, yep. you, you've you been racing a long time, a long time. I thought you had retired after last year, or was it the year before, maybe? Well, I announced retirement at the end of last season. Okay. Um, team manager and coordinator thinks I may need to run one or two just to kind of keep my name out there. But sure. Nothing is set in stone there. We'll see. We'll s- yeah. If I show up to race, I'll race, but we have no schedule set. Yeah, for myself, and 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 you know the thing is, and and you kind of touched on this earlier, Mike. Um, it's still everything is here for wanting to race. How's the body feel? Uh, like me now, and growing up, I was always told, "Wait till you turn fifty. You know, forty-seven broken bones later, and how many dozen surgeries I've had. Um, I'm I'll be fifty-nine, and I feel like I'm eighty-nine. Um, how does your body? How is it holding up? Pretty good. Uh, my biggest issue is knees. Yeah, me too. Um, I need two new ones. On the long, rough cross-country races, mm-hmm. they're they're done before and, the end of the race. Yeah, so. and let's face it. The suspensions aren't like they are now. Not like they were when we were going. No, not then. And still, people say that, but the riders will still ride as hard as their body will let them. Exactly. So machines are going faster, yes, but they're still riding as hard as your body can take it. And, and, you know, you also think the thing that people don't realize is you're using your body as a shock absorber also, uh, whether it be on a snowmobile or a motorcycle. You know, if you're yep. if you're off roading uh, or cross country, you're all at one with the machine and, and your body is basically a, a ginormous shock absorber. Also, it's all part of it. For yeah. Sure. Yep. Wow. Yep. So what kind of snowmobiles are you guys running? Uh, I, I just had to ask that because I love asking this question. <laughs> yeah, we'll be running Arctic Cats this winter. Okay, yep. okay. Um, your favorite sled ever? Arctic Cat? Yeah. Yeah, ever? Arctic-cat. Yeah. Uh, do, have you ever, do you ever call them ditch pickle? Uh, I think you're the only one that uses that term. But Am yeah. I the only one that uses that term? <laughs> well, they're not all. Well, before, they used to all be black. You know, everything used to be one color, the brands. You know, Polaris, Yamaha, Skidoo, Arctic Cat, they're all one color, but... Um, uh, how do you like riding the Arctic Cat? How do you like riding the Ditch Pickle? <laughs> I'm going to say that from now on. Um, the Ditch Pickle is awesome. It's um, it can handle handle the rough stuff mm-hmm. very well. That's that's my favorite part about it. Mm. So, what did your dad race? What what brands did he race? All of them in the books. Mm-hmm. I mean, he started on Polaris, then he went to Skidoo, then he was on the big four stroke Yamahas, yep. and then yep. I think 2017 he switched to Arctic Cat, and he's Made the switch, and he's stuck with Articat the rest of the... And he's still going at it, too. Yep, he is. Oh, you should have brought him with. Wow. (laughs) Um, I tell you what, we're going to take just a a little bit of a break here. We have got a lot more to talk about. Uh, The guys from the Carver Performance Racing Team are here. The cross-country snowmobile racing team on a snurdy Thursday brought to you by River City Speedway. Mike Carver, along with Keegan Hauser and Brady Wadena, all here in the studio today. You know, life doesn't ever seem to slow down. Everything needs to be done yesterday. 
Same things with your oil change. Don't you love going to the dealership and waiting in line for two hours to get your oil changed? Uh, you won't happen to you at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. You're usually in and out of there in about 15, 20 minutes. While you're sitting there, you don't even have to get out of your car. They're also uh, going to top off your fluids. They'll check your tires, your batteries, your lights, your wipers, your cabin air filter, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're a fleet owner, you'll get a discount. If you're in the military, they'll give you a discount. And if you mention Grand Fork's best source, you'll get 10 bucks off of your oil change. They get text and email, invoices and coupons. Uh, also, pickup and delivery is available if you're in Grand Forks, too. They're open Monday through Saturday. Don't need an appointment. You just pull right up, all right? Uh, Babbling Instant Oil Change, a complete oil change and more. Open Monday through Saturday. Check them out, 3325 South 38th Street. You can call them, too. 701-780-8462. Make sure you tell them Grand Forks Best Source sent you. All right. Now, when we get to cross-country racing, um, I'm, I'm going to go to you for this one, Mike, because uh, you're, you're kind of the, the veteran of the group here. Um, you've pretty much done it all. Um, I can remember when, when we had, remember back in the days in Thief River, they had the ice oval, and then all of a sudden they bring in what they called snow cross. And at that time, it was just one more little turn there and one man-made jump. Um, it's changed. Uh, I know you've raced in pretty much every type of snowmobile racing, but when you were to, if you were to compare them, the ovals, the snow cross, and the cross country, what is different? Uh, what, what makes cross country racing so different compared to the other, the other types? Endurance would be the first thing. Um, cross country is also, I consider, the purest of the oh, snowmobile sure. racing because the name says it, cross country. You know, they went from point A to point B or mm-hmm. a loop back, but you're going across the country and, you know, testing and improving sleds and who's the best rider and who yeah. has the best sled. And a lot of people don't realize that racing basically came from R&D, uh, research and development. Uh, I'm going to give you a snowmobile. I want you to go pound the living crap out of this thing for 500 miles, and then we'll take a look at it and see what, what we can do better, what you know can be fixed. But, gosh, remember back in the old 500 days, you know, ditch pounding for 500 miles over three days. Um, th- that would separate the men from the boys back in the, the day. from the boys and good machines from not-so-good machines and – you look back in the 70s, well, of course, suspension and sleds weren't like now, but they did three to five days, they do the 500. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing it in two days. Yeah. Isn't that something? You know, and, and people, even people that don't know any better, they go, wow, you went 120 miles today? That's yep. nothing. Yep. I mean, and you can do that in two hours. I mean, <laughs> well, three hours. Three hours. The pros, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're flying. Yeah, it's crazy the speeds that they average. Yeah, cheapers. Yep. How fast do you get going if you're running out di- in a ditch? How fast have you been? Do you think in a ditch? I mean, during I a race, I don't really check in the ditch, but uh, maybe nine upper nineties, mid nineties, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, same with Keegan. I don't really fully check that, but Mom might not well, want to hear the right answer. But <laughs> okay, sixty-five. Um, <laughs> I'd say about lower mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, um, and and you know, it's so funny because uh, I remember back in the day when when they came out with the Wildcat, and, and the first time I had been over a hundo on a sled, and you don't realize it until you try to stop or slow down. That's when you realize how fast you're going. But um, that's when I decided eighty was fine for me. It, it's how quick you can get to eighty makes it a little more fun. But um, yeah. It, 80 to 100, to me, it's not that much of a difference until you try to stop or slow down. But um, now, the biggest, longest race 
you guys were on. How many miles is it? 500 miles. And they stretched that out over how many days? Two. Two days. And, and which race is that? Uh, it's the Goodridge Curricula 500. Okay, because back in the day, the Goodridge 5 was the Goodridge 100. Yep. Back in yep. the day. A lot of the same people still helping with that race. Oh, I bet. And that was the last one I ever ran was the Goodridge. And that was after the plane crash. I was still walking with a cane, and I was... That was my goal, was to try to get on one more time, and I ran out of gas with two miles to go. I remember that. And boy, did I beat that Arctic cat up. I was uh-huh. running. Uh, uh, Bill Ness gave me a cougar to run. To go check it out, reverse, electric start, all that stuff. And boy, did I beat that thing up. But um, Now, do you have to prepare to get in? Do you stay in shape? Do you go to the gym? Do you do any of that kind of stuff? Because you guys are still young. You're athletes. But do you do anything different? to get in shape for snowmobile racing. I mean, it's, you know, different muscle memory than football or baseball, but uh, are there things you do, or since you guys are so young and, and in shape anyway, you just kind of go with the flow? Um, with me, my dad always had the, like, hand. Oh, yeah, for the hand, forearms. Yeah, yep. the forearms, and I'd pump those out, and then there's, like, the certain things where you can, like, roll it up, the t- dumbbell yep. on the back. Mm-hmm. I do them, forearm workouts, keep my arms ready, and then try to, Try to keep in shape, condition condition wise, because it does. It's endurance, man. Like oh yeah, yeah. So going out runs, ellipticals, treadmills, trying to trying to get on them. Yeah. Um. What position do you play in football? I'm a QB. Oh, you're Q- oh, you're one of the pretty boys. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a QB, right? Um. Are you guys any good? Um, right now we're eight and zero in our conference. You guys are lost. always good over there. What's the deal with Glendon, Felton, Dilworth? You guys are always kicking the crap out of like the Thief Rivers, the East Grand Forkses. And how do you do it? Um, I mean, coaching. We our coaches are very great. They execute. The, we can execute their game plans pretty well. And then if we can't execute, we can adjust to what what else they're okay. throwing at us and. And I've just been telling people it's something in the water, but apparently not. I mean, it's def- there's definitely some studs there. I yeah. mean, there's so many great players in DGF, and we've had a history of great players in the last few years. But, yeah, it, we got we got a decent amount to choose from. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is, it's a very good football team. All right, Mike, a couple of questions for you. Uh, question one, um, how and why did you form your own race team now, Carver Performance Racing Team? And question number two is, you're putting a lot of stock in a couple of young guys here, young men, um, great guys from what I can tell, but um, a couple of big jumps there. How, how did this all come about? I'd say for myself, it's just kind of an evolution going from racing, which I'm supposed to be backing out of it now. But, mm-hmm. but you want to keep it going. Keep going. I've always, cross country has been my favorite. I've sponsored the circuit, didn't matter who ran it. From ever since I've had my own business, I've sponsored the cross country mm-hmm. circuit because that's that's what I've always loved. Now, with being doing less racing, uh, I want to have a team and help some guys out racing. Like I said, we hooked up with Keegan, you know, a couple of years ago and helped him out. Um, he made some big advancements last year, and um, now with Brady, you know, I known his dad for a long time, and we saw him last year too, doing very well. And kind of want to have the two riders. Uh, Keegan's going to run semi-pro this year, and Brady's going to run sports. So they're you know different levels, mm-hmm. and just help move them up. 
So then what, what's the top level then? What would that be considered? Pro? Would pro? Be, yep, pros would be the next level. Okay, okay. So do you guys race for trophies now? When you're pro, I'd imagine there's some money involved, or, 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 or do you get paid to win races? Um, I didn't last year because the sport is an unpaid. It's like an amateur class, sure, I think. Sure, sure. But uh, semi-pro, I'll get paid. Okay. And then you race for a plaque in every class. Okay. Okay. So. Now, when it comes to work on the sleds, um, I know you got a great support system. Both of you guys, I'm sure, do. Uh, are you a hands-on guy? Do you do a lot of the work yourself, or do you let Dad and Uncle and everybody else do all the work? Um, Remember, he's right there. Yeah. I'd have to say I, I let my Dad and Uncle and Mike do most of the work, mm-hmm. but I try to give them enough feedback so it's easier. Yeah, and, and, and the feedback is a huge thing. Right off the bat, I mean, you know, if you could you could come in and, and say, well, there's a short between the seat and the handlebars. We know it's you. But if you come in and say, you know, it's doing this and doing that, and it, but that has a lot to do with it, being able to to get that to them to know what to do. But and then eventually you pick up on that. And yep. but um, how important is it to have these guys with you? Uh, it's probably most important thing, honestly, because it helps so like. Corey was really good with just us and me and him. He's really good with clutching. And then you add Mike to that with suspension. It makes just Mm -hmm. a perfect combination. Mm -hmm. And um, how about you? Are you a hands-on kid? Do you do a lot of the work yourself or do you have help? And who is it? Um, I get a lot of help from my dad. He's hands-on every single, some little bitty adjustment and he's onto it. Mm -hmm. Um, I give him all the feedback and it's tough. Our shop is isn't that right at our house? It's about an hour away from our house. So oh, he's, wow. Yeah. He's, he's kind of independent working on mm-hmm. um, working on the sleds. Sure. But he gets into it. I, I try to help him out a little bit, but but I'm more of the give him the feedback. Yeah. And, now, now, are you guys, um, when, when the old man says, hey, we got to go work on the sled, um, are you going to say, no, I want to stay home and watch SpongeBob, or are you going to go help? <laughs> uh, I'll probably go help now, but it used to be SpongeBob. Okay. <laughs> That's progression. There you go. That's progression. <laughs> hey, at least he's honest. <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, okay, have you been, we were talking about speed and everything. Um, have you been on a bad rack or two or three yet? Um, have I? I don't think I have. Not really. I've had my fair share of crashes, but I haven't been in a bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I wasn't a bad one. I wasn't badly hurt, but the guy I hit was badly hurt. Oh. He broke his collarbone. Oh, okay. So last year in Niswa, I was out testing with just by myself. It was the first ditch race of the year, so I never run on float shocks, Fox okay. float shocks. Mm-hmm. I was trying them out. And um, the team Articat racers, which is David Brown, Zach Herfindahl, and Derek Coletti were out riding, and I figured I'd go try and keep up with them, see how the sled was handling, if I could push the limits or not. And they went down this little trail. It was pretty tight. And um, I was following them down it. I could still see their snow dust, but I couldn't see them. And I came around. Uh, I was going to come into a really sharp 90-degree turn. Or it might not have been 90. It was still pretty sharp. You couldn't see the other side. And I was going into it. And then Derek Coletti came out of it at the last second. Oh. And we went head-to-head. Uh, I was okay, thankfully. Sadly, he was not. I felt really bad. I still feel really bad about it. But I think he's doing good now. He was riding by the end of the season. Oh, good. Good. So, yeah, that was my one bad wreck I've ever yeah. had. How about you, kid? 
Um, actually, last year during the I-500, I ended up crashing and broke my collarbone. And oh, yeah. Got a couple stitches in my elbow. And yeah, hey, that. scars add character. I guess. You, you know, I've had 47 broken bones. I have yet to break a collarbone. Oh, what's my problem? I, I can't break a collarbone. How about you? Yeah. Uh, uh, you've several, been in a few. Several, yeah. I did... Um, I separated a shoulder down in an old uh, ISOC cross-country race in St. Albertville. Wow, ISOC. I haven't heard yep. that in a long time. That was yeah. when they first originally did it. Um, crashed right on the ice, broke my collarbone. And then um, last season down at uh, Natalosh, I crashed pretty, crashed pretty hard down there. I was okay, but it. Uh, I think if you asked Steph, I probably wasn't quite right upstairs when I got in. Yeah, yeah. So A uh, little concussion maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, not officially, but rub a little snow on it, and you're good to go. Yeah, fortunately, the sled wasn't ready to go. Yeah. It was a pretty high speed. It was a high speed. That's probably what made me think about it as much as anything. Right, right. And um, actually, Keegan had just gone by me in that race as well too, and I think he was down the lakeways, and he was wondering where I disappeared to. <laughs> I was just snowballs. You know, when it comes to you talk about high speed and you talk about wrecks and all of this stuff. Um, uh, Everything is, is through the roof. I mean, you could say, well, it, it, this is a class that is, is economical. You know, this is a starter class. It's, it's a cheaper class. There's no such thing anymore, in my opinion. But um, to say to get a brand new, if you wanted to get a brand new sled, I don't know what exact type of Articat you're racing, before you guys even start tweaking on them, what's something like this going to run? One? Just Probably one. I... Fourteen to fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Each sled. Yeah, and then you throw in another how many grand to get them race ready, or are they pretty much close? No, no. You have to add add its studs, a lot of comforts. You know, maybe different handlebars. Mm-hmm. Um, probably some gripping traction, like on the running boards and sides. Sure. We run different skis. Um, probably different windshields than they come with. Okay. Uh, we put quite a bit of stuff on them. I bet. Once he, and and, and I suppose you take that stuff off. You don't just trade it in to get new stuff. You're stuck with the stock equipment that was on stuck there. Stuck with it, or you put the stock stuff back on when and you're done when racing. You, okay, okay. Now, yep. you mentioned skis. Are you, you guys got something coming up with skis or something like that? Yeah, I think we're going on a visit yeah. to CNA. Yeah, that got postponed. for. We were supposed to go tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. Okay. Uh, it's one of our sponsors, CNA Skis. They're a plastic ski company, and they were gonna, we were going to go down there and tour the facility, and we're going to, like, make our own skis. They oh, have wow. different colors, yeah. plastic beads, and pour it in whatever combination you wanted to, but um, we'll probably be doing that a little later. In the and where is yet. that? Hutchinson, Minnesota. Okay, Hutch, down in Hutch. Yep. How about that? Um, do you have a favorite track? I mean, the cross-country tracks, are they even the same from year to year to year? I would imagine they, they yep. tweak them a little bit, but is there one that when you look at the schedule, when the schedule comes out, is there a track where you go, right there, I can't wait to go? Um, for me, it's, I kind of like most of them. Walker, I didn't. Walker, I didn't like last year, but that was just snow conditions. But um, Park Rapids is kind of worn on me. The the tree terrain up there, and then you go into the ditches, and they're high speed, and there's some good jumps. Um, Five hundred is always fun. It's just long. I like Pine Lake. Pine Lake's it's yeah. not in the series anymore, but it's always a fun. It's like a classic race. Nato yeah, Wash. It's not far away. It's yeah. Nope. But I do enjoy my ski hill races. That one's. The longest trek, but I I love racing. Those ski are hills. like a like a a, a a ski hill. Right? You're racing on a legit ski hill off season. Like they close it a week or two before the race, 
and they'll set up a course, and you race up and down a ski hill. Wow. Uh, do you have a favorite track? Um, definitely one would be Pine Lake, which okay. is not on the schedule mm-hmm. anymore, but that was one of my favorites. I got my first ever win there, actually, last year. And then another one would be Natawash. My dad and my, both my parents grew up around Natawash, yep. so that's kind of like a hometown race, I guess we could say. And then another one would be Park Rapids. I, I'm always riding in the trails when, whenever I'm not racing, riding mm-hmm. in the trails with my dad. So I love that trail race. And then always some good approaches in there. You know, um, I deer hunt around the Pine Lake area. In fact, I shot two really nice bucks right by Pine Lake a couple years ago. But back in the day, they didn't have trail riding when, we, when, when I was riding. It was, we either ditch banged or we rode on the river. And, and now they got these nice groomed trails and all that stuff. I, 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 w- I don't know if I've ever even been on a trail. Is that right? Up around Thief River, they didn't have the trail system. They did, like, where I grew up around the Fawson area, you get down to where um, Brady's family's from in that Natawash area. Mm-hmm. They've had an awesome groomed trail system there for years. And I used to go down there and ride um, well, in high school and with buddies and yep. even afterwards. Okay. Uh, beautiful system, and I really... Uh, credit that riding down there to a lot of like racing, like at Park Rapids where Keegan's talking about, like it's racing in trails. Uh, you just can't make a mistake. No, you know you're gonna no. be out in the woods and yeah, get a, find a tree. The trees don't. That's a quick stop, and yep. those quick stops usually hurt. Now, I, I after knowing you for all these years, I didn't realize you were actually from Foston, from the Foston area, actually, McIntosh. Yep, okay. I live in Foston now, but that's okay. And, and, seven and, miles and, and you said McIntosh. That's how you say it. I used to live in Foston. That's why I'd say Macintosh. It's not Macintosh. It's Macintosh. But um, back in the day, I was on uh, the Langby JC Broomball team. And I remember some of the snowmobile guys back then. Killian's was a name that came up. Um, Gosh, it was so long ago. I can't can't remember all of those. But you are back in Foston now. Yes. And uh, how are things going there? Going good. Um, so the facility I'm in now is bigger than I had been saying there. Yep. Newer building, um, so that's very nice. I'm able to run my business and, uh, you know, have a shop for the race sleds there. Sure. A uh, big parking lot for a race trailer. Okay. Now, you guys, um, a couple of scrappy, good-looking dudes. Um, I don't know. Have you, you guys got a girlfriend yet? Uh, he hesitates. <laughs> He's wondering if she's watching. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Okay, how about you? I do not. No. Okay, now, now this is why I'm asking, because I'm wondering if you guys, uh, you know, if you're at a dance or something, and you go, hey, I'm K-Dog. I'm a snowmobile <laughs> racer. You guys ever use that one? No, I actually, yep. <laughs> I, when I'm out, like, on the town with friends or something, and I'm with people that don't know I'm snowmobile racer, I usually, it's probably not the best, but I never, I don't really bring it up, because I don't like to brag about myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Okay, but uh, all right. How about you? Yeah, I don't really don't really use that line out yeah. too often. Well, but, but but how often do you wear the Carver Performance Racing gear when you're out and about? Um, actually, it, it was kind of wear it to school sometimes, mm-hmm. and people ask about it. People people around my school know I'm a snowmobile racer, but they don't really know the details about it, and sure. just kind of let them know. And then and then you team. fill them in. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Now, a lot of people, and especially after a big race, uh, you know, it, it's a little different than a football game uh, or something. But um, you go back to school, they find out about it, and it's like, hey, you won. You know, I didn't know you did all that. But um, I would imagine there's not a lot of kids you guys go to school with that do what you guys do. Yeah, not not very many. There's 
There's maybe one at my school, but mm-hmm. other than that, there's not very many that yeah. understand. That. Sure. And, and around here, a lot of it's hockey in the winter. Yeah. But uh, how many guys you know do you go to school with race snowmobiles? Uh, not too many, but there's some that understand snowmobiles, so they somewhat mm-hmm. get it. But mm-hmm. not too many, no. Okay. Um, sponsors, who helps you out? I know you guys got a bunch of them. I mean, let me pull up the list because <laughs> it's pretty long to memorize. Yeah, take your time. Um, first of all, it's Carver Performance and Thomas Snow Sports. Then those two have helped out a lot. Fly Racing, Stubboy, Team Articat, obviously. Uh, Elra, uh, Lynette Photos, uh, Lynette Ross yep, Photos. Yep, Ross, yep. Yep. Um, All-Terrain Bear Hunts, 513 Designs, Venom Products, uh, Lisa Hanley, the, Le- the Remax Lady, C-Tech 2 Oil, Rocks, uh, Rocks, CNA Pro Skis, uh, RZS Enterprises, uh, Ewing Oil, Solid Inc., True Home Properties, Shill Construction, Casty Seed, Sean Horn, uh, Eggmac Farms, Merry Maids, Apco Tools, All Pro Electric, Nick Omdahl, and Gary Baker Enterprises. Wow. That's a, a big deal. list, but they're so helpful. And, and I'm going to get to you here in just a second. Um, Paul, how do I, I – I forgot all about this thing now. Can I scroll down? Oh, okay. Yeah, we did some changing, and of course, I was gone doing beats. So, um, oh, okay. I just want to see. That's what I've been doing, but it's not. Maybe not. Okay. Anyway, all right. How about your sponsors? Pretty much the same, I would imagine, um, or a few more. Yeah, I got some community sponsors. Cover Performance Racing, Fly Racing, Thomas Snow Sports, Stud Boy, Articat, CNA Pro Skis, Lynette, All Terrain Bear, or Lynette Ross, All Terrain Bear Hunts, Venom Products, 513 Designs, Rock Speed FX, Lisa Handley, Remax Lady, Rodell Racing, Wob and Steel, DRI Electric Services, Carrots Auto Body, and Bones 113. Wow. Uh, Ray? Is that how you say your dad's name? Re. Re. Okay. Uh, LOL. Wish I could be there. We have to pay the bills, too. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to go through, because uh, I kind of forgot about this. Um, Nick, John, good morning, morning. Uh, Jackie, good morning. Uh, I remember watching Mike running at Strathcona in the early 90s. think he was racing a Cougar then. Uh, boy, you remember the Strathcona days? Yep. Um, I'm going to reply to Mark. That was probably actually 88 or 89 mm-hmm. when I ran Cougars. Yeah. And, yep, race ovals at time. They had a cross-country race in the morning, and you could change your sled over or different sleds, and they'd race on the old. Sure. At that time, it was a snow oval, uh, like in the afternoons and that. And I one year had the Cougar. I think it was my 89. Yeah, that's very well up there. That's funny because we were talking earlier. The last one I ever ran was Goodrich, and I think it was 89, but that was a Cougar. I ran yeah. a Cougar back then, too. Um, <clears throat> now, we talked about who helps you guys and, and your sponsors. When does the season kick off? When's your first race? December 15th and 16th, I think it's Pine Lake. Yep. I think that's the first first ice race of the year. And then uh, the series we run kicks off first weekend in January, I think. Right. Okay. Um, got a question uh, from actually an ice racer. Uh, Timmy, how long does it take to stud a track and how many studs per track? We're putting you on the hook. Can you answer that? Um. Really, if my dad takes however much time he takes. Um, studs in the track is really preferability, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's different. Yeah, more studs is, 
I, I'm, I'm more of a less studs kind of guy, and then it slides out a little more. You can hit the corners sure. better. So I can't answer the specific studs, but, yeah, I, I don't know how long it would take. It would a couple hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you probably know more about that. What, what would the average be, you think, to stud a track? Time-wise, well, going into the season, it's always ice races first, so it's the most most studs. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, the biggest thing is drilling the holes and well, push through studs are nice, but to do do a track if it's still in the sled, I mean, you're going to spend easy four, five, oh, yeah. six hours of sled. Is to, it easier to, to take the track off? Sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Can be. That's a lot of work. And, and yeah. And then, um, you know, you, we go back in the day and I can talk about stories of guys that, uh, testing things and and seeing how fast they could go and um the things going wrong and having the leathers tore right off them because the studs ride down their back and you know lemar ratton a couple hundred stitches later all the way up and down your ass and your leg and but you got to have them it's traction yeah i mean because people don't realize you're racing on ice i mean you know like the pine lake race you could take your skates out and skate yes when the track is new and they plow it, it's pretty much like you said, a skating rink. And when you see snow dust on these lake races, it's not snow snow, it's shavings uh, that these sleds cut through the ice and, you know, make the make the shavings, a big, like big mm-hmm. slush out there. Yeah. And if there's not enough ice, they have to move the track, otherwise we saw through down to the water. Sure, sure. That's crazy. Now, I would imagine um, you... It's it won't be long, I'm guessing, before you're finally going to have to just say, okay, I'm just going to work with the boys here and let them keep going. I I'm I I don't even want to think about the day that Mike Carver would quit racing snowmobiles. I I, I just I, to me it would be so hard to fathom. But um, it's people like you and Carver Performance Racing that racing it, it was a lot different 30 years ago. Um, it, but it's still going, and, and it's people like you that make sure that keeps going. And and I can tell how passionate you are about this. But um, this means something to you. Even when you step away, you're not going to step away. Nope, I'll be around it. Uh, hopefully, helping out racers for a while or attending races. And yep, I know as long as I can do it, I'll be out there. Did I miss anything, you guys? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> anything that I miss? Any. Any of your team sponsors, anything that helps you out, let's give them a shout-out. Well, they listed all the sponsors, um, and each guy has their own little individual sponsor that helps them out. But our main, you know, like our cover performance and Fly Racing, Fly supplies us with, like, uh, Keegan's got one of their sweatshirts on today. Mm -hmm. All of our suits, race suits, um, crew suits, everything like that. Um, Fly is great. Stud Boy. Sends us their name, says it. They supply mm-hmm. studs, carbides, traction products like that. Um, Thomas Snow Sports. Uh, he came on last year, and he helps us with snowmobiles, and it's um, just a tremendous help that we can have an extra sled or two around because of him. Oh. Um, he lets us use sleds that he has purchased for his dealership. Oh, wow. So that's... That's huge. That's very good. Yep, that's huge. Um, for myself... A new sponsor, but he's been with Craig is uh, 513 Designs. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, graphics on the trailer, graphics on our sleds, like full wraps. Um, I think this year he'll be doing our uh, jackets and stuff with our 
uh, sponsors on mm-hmm. there. So Corey's been been very good there too. Um, you know, we've got well Articat, of course, and then heard a guy say C Tech Two. That's the oil we run. Yep. Um, we get some help from the company that makes that. Uh, there's all terrain bear hunts. It's a friend of mine who's an outfitter up in Canada. Uh, helps us out. L Ross Photos. It's actually my sister, but she takes all of our team photos. So if you see, you know, any promotional stuff or anything on her website with photos, uh, she takes that. She has a website for that. Um, Lisa Hander- Hanley Real Estate Remax. Um, that's actually my sister as well. It was okay. a family, it's still family. And sure, sure. She helps us out. Uh, she has a Remax uh, business down in the Twin Cities. And okay. Helps us out pretty good. Uh, we mentioned CNA skis earlier. Um, you know, we change skis from what come on them, mm-hmm. and uh, they work better than the stock skis, especially in snow, uh, for turning, you know, right, every little right. advantage you can get. Uh, another one is uh, Rock Speed Effects. So this company is uh, makes hand guards, uh, hand grips. Okay. And we're talking about grips on the sled for mm-hmm. traction, um, that type of stuff. Uh, it's just little comfort things that can make a huge difference too. Oh, especially when you're running a 500 mile race. I mean, right. you don't think about that. It's, it's not a race that gets done in eight minutes. No. Um, you mentioned uh, bear hunting, <clears throat> and uh, and Mike, you got yourself a nice bear this year. I heard. Yeah, nice bear. I actually went up with Corey in the springtime. Um, things didn't work out there. I was being a little well picky. I wanted a picky, nice bear. Sure. So he said, "Come up in the fall. We'll find you something." And went up there and. Um, Seen several and decided to take, you know, this one's a pretty nice bear. There were still some bigger round, bigger ones around, but didn't present themselves, so we might have to try again. Yeah, do you, uh, I, I mean, I used to bear hunt. Uh, I shot one in my life, and, and I will admit, I maybe pooped my pants a little bit. Um, how was that for you? It was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> Not poop your to, pants fun? <laughs> we, um, he has... It's over bait, so we have stations, mm-hmm. but it was a ground blind and oh, yeah. on the ground blind, so they're like at eye level. Yeah. We had the, the one I shot was probably 20 yards, but we had them come within five yards of our oh, blind. Wow. wow. Enough, you know, close so enough to smell them. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was. That was that was pretty exciting. Yep. Jeez, I wasn't that crazy. I at least sat up at a tree when I did it. Wow. Um, so you guys are, I, I can't wait to, to follow what you guys do uh k dog i see you all the time uh but i i tell you what brady uh it's a pleasure meeting you um i've you know i know your name i i've i've recognized your name um even though i'm not around snowmobile racing anymore i i still follow as much as any racing i mean i'm gonna follow it forever um i'm it's good to put a name with the face now or a face with the name if you will um i gotta give your mom credit uh, for bringing you down here today. I know it's not easy to, to drive this far just to come in here and talk with John for an hour, but um, we sure appreciate it because you guys are the future of racing, uh, no doubt about it. And and snowmobile racing it means a lot to me. You know, everybody thinks this is Dirty Thursday, and, and maybe there's a few people that are off by the fact that we're doing Snurdy Thursday, but this was way before dirt than anything for me with snowmobile racing. So uh, we're going to keep this going on. Uh, good luck for you tonight, man. Thank you. Uh, kick the crap out of Devil's Lake. I'll do my best. And uh, make it quick, too. Maybe your dad can still make it to the party tonight uh, if you guys do it quickly. You uh, say hi to your dad. 
Um, oh, I plan on trying to get down. I would love to go down and watch Pine Lake. Uh, that'd probably be the easiest one for me to make. Yep. Uh, but um, you guys, you keep it up. You're professional, good guys. Um, you can tell there's a lot more to racing. And there's a lot. And Mike will tell you this, and you guys know that there's a lot more to it than just jumping on the sled and racing. There's all of this that comes with it too, and all the things you got to do on on the side. But um, you guys are awfully professional already, and, and keep it up. You guys are going to have a great year. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank all you. right, there you go, guys. Thank you, John. Uh, thank you all, Mike. Uh, thanks for coming in. He made the trip from Boston. Uh, we got guys coming in from all over. Carver Performance Racing Team, be watching for them this winter. Uh, you're going to see the number 36 of Mike Carver, the the 825 of Keegan Hauser, and the number eight of Brady Wadina. They'll all be at a favorite cross country track. Make sure you check it out. All right. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Rumors Sports Bar and Casino for bringing you Dirty Thursday today. Rumors, uh, man, they are rocking. You know, UND hosts the Gophers this weekend. Oh, tell me that's not going to be a party. Head on over to Rumors Sports Bar and Casino. Jump on one of their three buses that they've got going to the game. I haven't talked to them, but I'm sure they're going to run three buses. All right. Go get yourself some good food beforehand. Slam one of them world-famous beer towers. And then you can head on over and watch the UND Fighting Hawks beat up on the Minnesota Goofers. All right. Uh, the Wild are playing there tonight, too, by the way. So you can go check that out. Get your sandwich inside for just $7 tonight. Rumors Sports Bar and Casino. All right. Hey, by the way, next week, Dirty Thursday. Wissota National Late Model Champion Tyler Peterson is going to be on the show. Not to mention he was uh, number two in the national points of the AMOD. Uh, be watching for that, all right? Hey, uh, Fork Sports Highway Show is back tonight at 6.30. We got the Brew Brothers on tonight. Okay, uh, Sports Forks Highway. Fork Sports Highway, there you go. Uh, Monty and Bill and all that crew, they've got a lot to talk about. They didn't do the show last week. It's going to be a good one tonight. Make sure you catch it at 6.30. Great show. Don't miss it. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us on your favorite app, all right? Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. It dings every time we do a Dirty Thursday. And if you'd like some GFBS merchandise, go to gfbsmerch.com. In the Grand Cities, they're awesome. Grant Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.